AM, FM, streaming, and now a smartphone app at your service since 1933. WCHV. Joe Thomas in the morning. We break like the wind every morning and and uh, for your dining and dancing pleasure here, uh, border deals, not border deals, shutdowns, brinkmanship. Why would somebody want to go into hornet's nest worth of uh, name calling and infighting? Uh, well, one such person, brave soul, Derek Anderson, wants to go to the U.S. House of Representatives for the fight in seventh uh, in Virginia's congressional representative. Uh, first, he's got to get the GOP nomination, that primary will begin some 45 days before June 18th. Uh, Derek, good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Just drinking a cup of coffee, as I'm sure you might be, and uh, getting ready to start my day. <laughs> uh, so how has the, you know, and obviously right now it's uh, it's about rallying uh, folks towards this uh, primary, you know, uh, right now we've got Super Tuesday. Does that make it easier with a presidential primary going on to get in front of crowds of people as, you know, we see the president uh, Trump in town on Saturday and that kind of thing? Uh, does that does that help get that coattail inertia going for your campaign? Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially with President Trump coming here to Virginia, it definitely gets people invigorated. I was I was in Culpeper last night at their GOP meeting, and you know, it was it was definitely the talk of the town. <laughs> you know, that President <laughs> Trump is coming on coming to Richmond uh, to, uh, on Saturday. You know, we're actually going to try our best to make it. Unfortunately, uh, in Spotsylvania, we've got our uh, mass meeting to reconstitute and pick a new or pick a chairman. So, um, oh. you know, we're going to we're going to try our best to make it down there. But, yeah, it's been great, you know, on super um, especially considering, you know, the presidential primary is slightly offset from the congressional and the U.S. Senate primaries. Yeah, um, it, it, it does give us an opportunity to go out to the polls, meet people. Um, so it, it's, it's a great opportunity. And, you know, I, just in the last week alone, well, well the last weekend, I'll tell you, um, you know, we were able to go to five different counties. Uh, including the city of Fredericksburg, just in one day, uh, just in last weekend alone. You know, we started we started our, our Saturday off at Madison County at the Legion. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw a lot of people pretty fired up, a lot of veterans, obviously, uh, and then bounced over to Spotsylvania to the uh, Knights of Columbus promotion ceremony, uh, and then headed back to Culpeper. Culpeper had their uh, Mardi Gras festival last weekend, which was awesome. Lots of people pumped up for that. We had a lot of people over at the GOP, uh, you know, getting people. Mm-hmm ready and informed that the presidential primary is just a couple of days away. So, no, no kidding. Um, it's so, been great, you know. I'm going because, to, because media people do this, I'm going to pick on Madison for a moment. So the story this week, uh, Plow and Hearth's call center shutting down 100 and, I think 107 jobs um, you're being cut in Madison. This is a company like Crutchfield almost, you know, is, is just known for its, uh, people know it nationwide, um and and order from it and that kind of thing what does this tell derek anderson if he's going into congress about the state of our economy statistics and reports notwithstanding and the things he needs to do for the seventh district to not maybe get those jobs back but to make sure we you know we we have jobs coming in and growing in the commonwealth again yeah absolutely you know joe we, actually, we were in the Madison GOP this week as well, and that was a topic of concern. 
Uh, you know, I think we, we, we look at what's going on right now, specifically with the economy. You know, I, I went to the, the giant um, down the street for me two days ago to go grocery shopping. And I was astonished when I went to, you know, the cheese and milk section. Uh, and I went to go buy my eggs. And it was almost $5 for a carton of no, eggs. No. <laughs> I mean, it's got insane. Uh, it's gotten to the point where it's cost too much for people to live. I think one of the biggest things that we can do, we as Americans, uh, we as a country can do to get our economy back on track uh, is, to, is get energy independent again. I mean, if we truly look at really how this works, I mean, you saw it. Look, we saw it yesterday when President Trump and President Biden visited the border, right? Mm. Uh, President Trump talked about the border. He talked about. Um, the people that have been recently killed in the last week from illegal immigrants, mm -hmm. um, President Biden shifted to climate change. That was the first thing on his mind. Um, mm -hmm. Didn't want to talk about the border, even though he was physically at the border. Um, I think it took <laughs> him all of five to 10 minutes before he even started talking about the border. And for that matter, didn't mention some of these uh, young women that have been killed by illegal immigrants over the last, uh, last week, last yep. few weeks. So, I mean, energy, going back to your original question, Joe, energy independence is the first step for us to get our economy back on track. I mean, we see we see some of these countries, they're just going to India and China and um, some of these other, you know, energy countries, if you want to call it, to get their energy. Russia. Um, when we can be making Russia, that's a big one, um, you know, and, instead of getting it here. And so um, we got to get our economy back on track. It's got to be number one priority when we get it, when, when I get up in Congress, and I think when you know, knock on wood, we can get a full full sweep of the House, the Senate, and uh, the presidency this year. Well, it would talk about you know regulation because I think a lot of a lot of what businesses suffer under uh, is just reading uh, because I'm in the business. The FCC, mm -hmm. uh, a regulation that has not been a requirement of broadcasters since the '80s, is coming back. Um, requiring uh, large, arduous forms regarding your EOE finding, and you'll have to put every single employee onto a ledger and tell the tell everyone why they you know they're working there, and uh, I guess apparently prove to the government that you know you didn't hire them because of your racial bias or something like that. Uh, talk about that, uh, uh, and maybe I'm making a mistake here because I've got my 7:30 news coming up here. Um, can you answer that in a minute, and then ha we'll hang on to you and talk about the border and some of the other stuff. Yeah, I, and I think it's kind of this uh, DNI stuff that you're talking about, I think, yeah. Joe. Uh, and if you look at it, not just in the business perspective, but look at it in our military. You know, if you saw just recently, um, the United States Army, I think, is cutting some like 40,000, I believe, jobs mm. or uh, positions within the military. When, you know, put the caveat, when we are at an all-time low in recruiting, I mean, this is this is ridiculous. I mean, I think we're in a all-time low in recruiting for our United States military in some 40 years. But um, you know, if you look at some of our younger generation, 18 to 21 year olds that are you know getting out of high school, getting out of college, uh, do you really want to go into a military right now that is under the Biden administration? Uh, <laughs> See, it is a I, tough sell. Uh, hang on to that one second, sell. Derek Anderson. What's your website? Uh, DerekAnderson.com. March Madness all day. I think Charlottesville is under tax. And some basketball games, too. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. We are visiting with Derek Anderson, uh, who is running for the U.S. House of Representatives, uh, first and foremost for the GOP nomination. That will uh, be contested for 45 days, culminating on June 18th. And he's out on the campaign trail this morning. 
And uh, Derek, I appreciate you taking some time out with us. It's uh, Facebook as well. A lot of folks still uh, use Facebook uh, these days because Mark Zuckerberg needs more money uh, to try to throw our elections. But if you follow him there, it's Derek Anderson for VA, or his website is DerekAnderson.com. Derek, I want to pick up on something. Just before you were on, uh, we were talking with Nikki Haley yeah, that one, uh, in show after her visits here in Virginia yesterday. And she brought up, you know, I asked her, I said, so what is it about Donald Trump that says to you, I have to you know, be the nominee, not this guy? And she brought up the fact that uh, these, these down-ticket races, the coattails are not good. Uh, and I'm going to pick up a, a listener's comment. Uh, uh, Clark in Alabama writes in, she spoke of Republican candidates not doing well since Trump was elected. She is correct that, quote-unquote, Republican candidates have not done as well as one would have expected. She did not discuss the fact the RNC, Mitch McConnell, and the entirety of the Republican Party have done all within their power to keep MAGA candidates uh, from doing well as well. So let me ask you, so the 7th Congressional District is one of uh-huh. those districts. Dave Bratt was sure. in Congress in 2016, um, and um, and now it's been Abigail Spanberger for two terms. Do you sense that is President Trump, uh, 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 to borrow from my father's expression, helping or hindering uh, the Republican Party in Virginia's 7th District? I think he helps. I mean, look, if you look, I, I take your uh, listener out, and I think it was Alabama. Yeah. Uh, his comment, look, we, we won Virginia in 2021. <laughs> I mean, let's look. I mean, since since 2016, we've definitely won. I mean, here in the 7th Congressional District, uh, you know, we just had a state Senate seat uh, that ended up being an open state Senate seat, but we won it. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing well in the 7th Congressional District. I think we're going to be fine. Um, you know, it does help that it's an open seat. It also helps that, you know, the Democrats seem to be rallying behind uh, you know, some, some pretty far left people. And at the end of the day, I think people in the seventh district, uh, they want somebody that's going to address the issues that are affecting them every single day. Right. That, mm-hmm. That's really where I see, uh, you know, someone who travels the ground every single day in the seventh congressional district, uh, you know, a, a congressman charged me one time. He said, you know, one of the things I charge you with is talk to the people of the district and see. What are the things that affect you on a daily basis? My mom is I-95. She hates I-95. Mm-hmm. She wants it to, like, be expanded. Like she, she has to sit in hours of traffic. To go and to more lanes, yeah. People. Yeah, right? So I, I, think, I think that that's probably some of the, the Democrat rhetoric. Um, I mean, look, if we look at where we were at four years ago and where we're at now, our economy was great four years ago. We were doing great economically. We were bolstering ourselves internationally and our national defense was strong against China, Russia, and all of these other different countries that are our adversaries. We look what's happened in Israel. We look what's happened all over the world. That was not happening four years ago. We looked at the border. I mean, the border alone should just be one indicator of where the Biden administration is and where we were at four years ago. Well, I want to go back to that because President Biden, when he was down in a Democrat-run city near the border uh, in Brownsville, he's he's talking about, well, Congress needs to help me and I I, I, got to get this bill passed. So you want to be a congressman. As far as I can tell, 
this might as well be an order cheeseburgers from Wendy's on, you know, in their surge <laughs> pricing app uh, bill because it says it's a border bill, but it really it's about getting more travel agents, not border agents down there. Uh, so, so you know, how do we win that argument? And, and are you hearing that from the constituents in the 7th, Derek? Yeah, and a few points on that, Joe. First, Biden's border bill, again, wants to get more money. But it doesn't help the border when you're just getting more ICE agents who are going to go down there and the border is still open, right? Mm -hmm. Catch and release is still going to be – he hasn't um, gone back on – President Biden hasn't gone back on that when he took that policy and tore it to pieces on his first day in office. It doesn't reinstate Title 42. It doesn't do any of those things. So essentially he's saying let's give more money so that we can release more immigrants back into the United States. Mm -hmm. That's not a fix to the plan. Um, and if we look at what's happened just in the last week, let's talk just the last week, uh, Joe. You know, we've had uh, the, the woman down in Georgia, uh, mm. Lake and Riley, yeah. killed. We saw just in Virginia in the, in the D.C. area. A 14-year-old. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Well, there was a two-year-old in the D.C. suburbs who was just killed. An illegal immigrant was uh, arrested for that just in the last couple of days. In Campbell County in Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, we had a, a young young girl that was sexually assaulted. Right. That was the 14-year-old. Um, in, in Prince William County, uh, just two days ago, they seized thousands, thousands, Joe, of fentanyl pills, ammunition. Gun. I mean, the border is porous, so we continue to see fentanyl. We continue mm-hmm. to see um, all, of, all of the terrible things. Um, you know, some st- since Biden took office, we've seen over 300 terror suspects encountered at the border. That's insane. Terrorists now see an open border and they're willing and just able to come across. So now I, I do take pause with President Biden's comments yesterday. And to be quite honest, you know, I, I take pause. I don't know if he's um, entirely there. You know, we've seen some of the reports. His own, his own attorneys are saying that he, he has incompetence issues and that he, he he's incom- too incompetent to stand trial at this rate. So um, yeah. I, I do take issue with it. And I think that, again, outside of the economy, um, we, we, that is that has got to be one of our top priorities is our, is our border because it's 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 on our front doorsteps here in Virginia. Last one for you, Derek, uh, because the continuing resolution and these are this is all warm up because Congressman Good will be on a little bit later. Uh, uh, the, uh, kicking the can down the road again, even though we apparently have twelve, you know, the all twelve parts of a budget, but they they don't want to deal with it right now. Um, what would Derek Anderson be doing in Congress uh, if the leadership continued to want to just make deals on continuing resolutions and, and continuing to run on a budget that was there when Tom Perriello and Eric Cantor were congressmen from the 5th and 7th District? Yeah, you know, Joe, one of the, one of the big issues I take with this is that uh, our, our Congress keeps going home and keeps going home and going to wherever they're going. We should have had a budget passed months ago. That's, you know, that kills me that, you know, after months and months and months that we're still talking about CRs and what have you. And we should have, we should have sat, locked everyone in a room and told them that they were to crap, order some pizza, grab a few beers, whatever, and, and get a budget passed. So it's gotten, it's gotten out of control. We, we really need to start getting our things together and make sure not only that we're passing a budget, that we're, we're going towards getting a balanced budget because uh, it's not fair to not only the people of uh, the 7th District or America, but of our future generations, Joe. Uh, Derek, I appreciate it. Give the website again for people to catch up with you, and maybe we'll see you down in uh, Richmond tomorrow. 
Yeah, absolutely, Joe. It's uh, DerekAnderson.com. Thanks again, Joe. You're always always a pleasure and always a great person to come on with. So thanks again. Well, that'll guarantee I invite you back because I am so shallow. (laughs) I am so fragile. (laughs) The station that lives by the motto, rock or vacate the chair. Mr. Speaker. So to speak. I want to thank. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV.